We are now recording. Good evening. Um, so we're going to call this meeting to order at 5:30. What is that? 34. Hey Brenda, do you want to do roll call? Yes, of course. I love to call people. Angel. Here. So although there are several members missing, we do have one. Yes. Five, six, six. 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 You're awesome. Thank you. Um, any report it's chair? Your board chair report. It's all you, whatever you want. No. Um, so I, I don't have anything today. Oh, we did want to, um, Niha will be absent for the next couple meetings, or this meeting, next meeting. Um, so she'll, she'll be on leave, I guess, but she'll be, she plans on returning. She won't be here um, this week. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, so unless there's any objections, um, shall we move forward with approving the meeting minutes from last month? Second the motion. All in favor? They have submitted their uh, the 
SPAC, which is the next round of funding, so that has been put in. We are starting tomorrow, or actually today, today, um, we started our mobile health clinic, kind of got rebooted. Oh, right. So what was happening with mobile was that we didn't have a driver, so for the past year we've been doing something called black bagging, which means that the staff have to carry stuff with them and go to sites that can accommodate them in a special room to serve patients. And so the van is back. Today was still a black bag day because the van also immediately needed to finish its inspection to get back on the road, but tomorrow um, the RV will be back in service and they'll be serving patients experiencing homelessness throughout Alameda County. Also as part of this change, Alameda Health System and Alameda County Healthcare for the Homeless Program, the staffing model for the mobile unit so on the mobile unit, it's all Alameda staff, Alameda Health System staff. Um, the Alameda County staff will continue to serve patients experiencing homelessness in a different way, doing outreach and connecting people to resources. So the difference is we are a clinical medical team and they are more of a social work resources team. Our team still has community health outreach workers that serve patients um, meeting their social determinants of health needs. So we still continue to connect patients to resources. Um, but it's just a little bit different model. We have different names for our physicians than they do. Um, this change in model also offers a lot more flexibility around serving patients when they need to be served. So for example, um, the schedule we're working on right now, it might include that we'll have some evening clinic opportunities or some weekend clinic opportunities monthly. So we're working with the team and the sites to determine what's needed at each of the sites. Um, before we've been really kind of restricted in our partnership in serving patients only from you know nine to five with the mobile unit needing to be back and parked before 4.30. It, it really caused challenges with serving patients when they needed to be served, especially when many shelters are having folks line up around three and four o'clock in the afternoon and they have to leave. We're primarily a shelter health That's the uh, motorhome that used to stop at EOCP? Yes. Okay. And, it, and so, actually, um, we'll still continue to serve some sites <coughs> via black bag because that, because we've been forced to do it, we also found that in some cases it serves that space better. And EOCP is one of those spaces that they felt it serves them better yeah. when we're inside. The difference between, one, the construction in front of the building right. and the street parking mm -hmm. has become very difficult. Yeah, it's um, changed it's a completely. Foot RV, so it can't park hmm. easily. Um, and the trees are right there. It's well, they tall. Cut, cut that street down the one lane now. They did all that. So, so parking there would be very, very difficult. And they like us inside. It's really improved communication between the clinic team and the shelter team um, to better serve the patients. And we found that uh, more patients visit us when we're inside as compared to when we're right out front. Black bag mode because they didn't have a space for we said that we see patients. So 
like to see that back. Yeah, you, quite exciting. Do you guys have a, do you have a, a preset schedule for that or how does it, um, how, where so do you, how do you determine where you go and when? Right, so we develop the schedule kind of monthly. Sometimes it's based on the site need and who's available. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's also based on, again, the vehicle needs inspections at various times and needs to be pulled off. Sometimes there are special events that anybody in the county might want us to serve. Mm -hmm. uh, there is an event, for example, this month that is frequently one that the mobile would go to, but since we didn't know whether it was going to be rolling or not,
are matching information mm -hmm. and not two different people asking the questions and one getting one answer and one getting another answer. That's one mm -hmm. of our concerns. So we're, we're figuring that out. Are the answer to the summaries going to be epic? The sound of the epithesis of the going to be just like UCSF? Yes. It will look very familiar if you use um, the epic system in any other health center. That's great. Um, Kaiser uses epic. <coughs> Internally, uh, we're ready. Uh, it's not quite external yet, but the, the, the medical director position will be posted live soon on our regular website channel so that people can apply. And I know that we have a committee related to that, so as soon as we have that and have applicants and things, then we'll be talking directly to the committee to get them feedback.
actually get a reimbursement rate that is higher for Medi-Cal than if we weren't. These are, that's one of the reasons why we are a sub-recipient and, and do the work of being a federally qualified health center for that higher rate because we have a disproportionate share of patients um, that would need this higher rate to cover our costs. Does that make sense? Again, the term is our calendar year. And our we're way into our calendar year at this point. It goes from January 1st to December 31st. And technically, this contract is already approved. It's approved because it was there before y'all were established, and our agency approved the contract. And what you're doing today is getting to know it and getting to kind of know what the process, what the parts are in relationship to the budget. And then for the one that will start January 1st, 2020, we're going to be taking baby steps towards understanding that so that when it comes up, you'll be able to approve it before it goes to the CEO for signature, right? So you get the pre-review opportunity to say, yes, this makes sense, this is how we want to do things, and then the agency, both ours and Alameda County, sign it and um, execute the contract based on your approval. Does that make sense? So this one technically already approved. You don't need to approve it. What you're doing is approving the whole budget, which includes the money related to the contract, which is the $785,186. So this will be added to the next one, starting in January? So January uh, 2020 likely would be the same amount. It's pretty common that it's the same amount. So even though our, our, yeah. And this yeah. one is already in this use. Already too. Done. Yeah. Okay. Got and it. you don't have a new contract yet for 2020 or any written documentation around it. We're just kind of learning about 2019 and doing an approval. Who determines the cost of this contract or the money that they get? The money that they get. It's negotiated between Alameda County and Alameda Health System based on mutual goals. So when we look at the specifics of what's in it, you'll see how they've determined that. And when we talk specifically about the subrecipiency agreement, like everything that's in the contract, we'll do that next month um, because there's stuff about the subrecipiency and how that works and some required language. Um, and then there's also requested activities. Some are required by HRSA. Remember, as a subrecipient of HRSA grants, we have 19 program requirements. There are things we have to do. So a lot of it's in there already. Now there are other things that might be more we want to do or that the county wants us to do, and those are also in there. Like we're not required to have a mobile right. right? But the county wants us to. We agree that it's a good service, and we say, okay, well, that is a very difficult to sustain program. We need that supplemental funding to help make that work, and that's kind of where this agreement might come from or why this amount of money would be agreed upon for that service. That's some of what goes into also looks at uh, next month we intend to have David also present about the whole county picture which talks about what the total amount of the grant is and how it gets distributed across the county and how they figure that out determining the needs and who needs what to make the program happen as a as a whole system she'll get some of that next month or at least that's the plan should we all decide that that's a good idea at the end of the meeting I might David will ask and you'll say yes budget from Alameda County Healthcare for the Homeless Program. And this is very, very specific. Like I said, 
specifically. So you have money associated with the medical director position. You have money associated for a mobile health specialist. That's what we call the driver. Um, and the, it's a driver who's a community health outreach worker. You have a community health outreach worker. And actually that position probably for next year is going to convert into another mobile health specialist. So there will be two mobile health specialists instead of one of each. And that's so that we can have two drivers, one that can back up the other. And again, they're both community health outreach workers and drivers. So it, it gives us more uh, flexibility. But right now, this is what's in our current budget. We have a medical assistant. You'll see that there's this medical director of mobile health. That kind of uh, is, we'll call it a legacy position from before having this other medical director that we need, where we just had somebody focusing on mobile. That essentially will get pushed together, whoever the new medical director is. Um, there's a practice manager, which is essentially my position. Uh, nurse practitioner, you'll notice that it's a 0.13 nurse practitioner. That's how much they pay for. She does work full-time for mobile, but it's about how much of the budgeted amount that they give us goes towards that salary. You'll see uh, medical support staff. That's our eligibility, uh, our patient services representative, the person who registers patients on the mobile clinic. You'll see some benefits coverage. Um, I can tell you that that amount, 16% is much lower than what it costs us, but it's what we kind of allocate out of this money that they give us to say, hey, cover some benefits, help us out. Um, and so then you'll see the subtotal, most of what goes into this contract is for personnel, for staff, to help this program to run. You'll see operating expenses, routine maintenance essentially means that the mobile unit gets cleaned after usage every day by our environmental services staff. We have a lot of IT needs. Um, we have a mobile hotspot in order to have all of our devices connect back into our system and document care in our electronic health record. We have a lot of uh, device needs. They all have to have a device to use to put that information in there, so that's why that's there. Some office supplies. I mean, we're talking paper and ink and pens and pencils. I mean, it's pretty simple. That's why it's a reasonably Medical supplies could include things like, um, for our point of care testing, uh, things related to the glucometer, um, stuff like that. Consumable incentives for patients may be things like, um, we'll have uh, things like uh, Walgreens gift card to help pay for stuff that they might need after their visit. So if it's something that might incur an out-of-pocket cost, usually we'll do a gift card for them to help cover that out-of-pocket cost. We do have pharmacy, um, so we have a very basic formulary on mobile health, and our uh, Alameda Health System Pharmacy supplies those things, and I'm not going to even pretend to tell you what's on it, but it is very basic. It's, you know, probably things like aspirin and uh, some um, creams of some part for infections, uh, yeast infection cream type things. My medical staff was here, they could name them all off, but that's not my area. Suffice it to say, they have what they need. They've determined that it's good. Uh, training is specifically for the National Healthcare for the Homeless Conference every year. Um, and that uh, frequently has included, I should say, the model with Alameda County Healthcare for the Homeless Program Commission and their staff. The model is to have a board member and a staff member. And so as it comes closer, that might be something that comes back to you. Do you want 
to send a representative to the National Health and Health Women's Conference. That money is here in this budget, and we'd likely send it to mobile, somebody from the mobile team as well. Um, and that's what's covered in the So you see our operating expenses. And then this, there's this thing called indirect cost. Indirect cost is a catch-all for all kinds of things. It could include things like um, uh, our, our billing team, uh, the infrastructure for IT, the uh, executive uh, team here at Alameda Health System that provides support in various ways. You'll see our, we've got an indirect cost of 2.637% associated with this grant. The actual indirect cost associated with most dollars here at Alameda Health System and it's approved by the federal government based on all of our reports that we send is more like 48%. But we can't really expect the county to put that bill, so it's often what Alameda Health System kind of kicks in to help make this so there's a lot of stuff that happens in mobile that is not necessarily covered by this budget and money that's given to us by Alameda County Healthcare Program, but this is what we allocate. This is what we say, thanks for using this money for this. Does that have any questions? I do. Yes. Um, under operating expenses, where uh, you explained about the routine maintenance. Yes. Uh, uh, and you were talking about how that's typically used to clean, clean the mobile. Mm -hmm. Is there money allocated uh, at all for echo mechanical maintenance of the vehicle? Thank you for asking, Mark. Yeah. Absolutely there is, and that's all taken care of by Alameda County Healthcare for the Homeless Program. So Alameda County Healthcare for the Homeless Program still owns the vehicle, mm -hmm. and they take on the maintenance of the vehicle. Oh, so we take it, it's, it's, the vehicle belongs to the county, so we take it to the county motor pool. Mm -hmm. And we say, and that's when we get these inspections that just come up, for example, when repairs need to be made mechanically to the vehicle, Alameda County covers the cost of that. Okay. Yes. Um, they'll cover the cost of licensing, they'll cover the cost of a tire that gets blown out. Gas? Oh, gas they cover as well, yeah. Um, I would say things that they wouldn't cover would be, for example, um, you know, some medical supplies that are needed inside. That then becomes our responsibility. If we decide we wanted to upgrade the interior to include um, X-ray machine, we wouldn't do that. I'm making it up. <laughs> Completely, we can't. But let's say we did. We wanted to have some X-ray capacity in mobile, we'd have to put that bill. Um, so this, this idea of creating the clinical space and clinical care, any upgrades would be our responsibility, but basic vehicular stuff, the county supports. Thank you so much. And one other question?
contract represents 5.7 for staff, right? Very simple. So we're looking at this section here. Just a reminder, I'm calling it the county contract. There is this section that is not necessarily um, all HRSA money that comes from the county. At the top you see health care for the homeless person is 621, and underneath it it says HCSA other, that's 163. So not all of it is federal funds, but I put them together to simplify it for you. It's all part of the county contract. We treat it the same way. They're not all federal funds, but for our purposes, we're putting them together so that we can focus. Make sense? Then in the next column, this non-federal <coughs> allocated costs. You guys see that? And it says, in this case about 71.5 staff that we say also serve our scope project. How many, how many staff do you say? 71.5. 71.5? Make sense? Okay. Now these 71.5 are not individual people. We're not going to say Catherine's one of those and Brenda's one of those. Like It's not like that. To make up the 71.5, we're looking at how many people across our system are serving patients. Because they're the ones experiencing homelessness and not everyone, so I'm going to use an example for a moment. I'll pretend, pretend I'm a physician. I am Dr. McDonald Fine. I see patients every day. Out of the 10 patients I see per day, one of them is experiencing homelessness. One-tenth of me, and let's say it's every day like that. Every day I see one out of ten patients experiencing homelessness. Essentially one-tenth of me <coughs> is counted in that 71.54. Because 0.9% of the time I'm managing other patients. But in this moment, 10% of my time is towards patients experiencing homelessness. So that 71.54 is tenths of people. At, like, smaller than that even in some cases that we're allocating, that we're saying roughly this much of our total number of people who work at Alameda Health System are working with the patients in the home. So the majority of that would come like from our emergency room? No, not necessarily. Not at all, actually. Remember, right. in our scope, and, and I'm sorry, Loretta, because this might have been covered in meetings before you oh, arrived. Okay. So our scope is only ambulatory care. It does not include the emergency room. It does not include inpatient. So in the HRSA world, and that what's a health center, uh, a health center is clinic, outpatient clinic. who's coming in for their primary care and specialty care services and sometimes dental and optometry. Right? Um, that's our Cancer treatment. Services. And what was that? Cancer treatment. Absolutely as well. Um, so so it's, it's non-emergency care, non-inpatient care. And this is also where we get our federally qualified health care center reimbursement, um, so not emergency department at all. Any patient who's come to see us in the emergency department who's experiencing homelessness is still served by our system, right? But it's not included in this cost, it's not included in our health center scope of services that you have authority over and that you have oversight of. That's separate. John George, separate. Fairmont, separate. Alameda Hospital. 
why we're such a small part of what is overall the Alameda Health System. It's one of the reasons that we can have this board separate from the board of trustees, is because it's this, it's this thing we can cut apart and say it's this. And because HRSA requires us with having this money to have a board specifically looking at this that's independent, it's not appointed by other people that follows all the rules of governance of HRSA. So you guys are a really special bunch. And the scope is really special. It really is. <laughs> I know I'm Don't you love those automatic tallies? I love it. Oh, yeah. I know I'm going to the weeds here, but I do have two questions yeah. in regards to this budget. Yeah. And that is number one, do we have any do we have anything in place that will allow us as we spend this budget that keep track of any overruns that might occur during the fiscal year that the budget is running so that in the following year we can determine whether or not we should actually ask for more money or or so, or find cost savings or we'll be able to identify over time actual cost savings of this money that we currently have in the budget as we go. So the simple answer that I'll say is for the 785 that we get from the county, yes. Okay. Because that's all tied to specific lines. Like I, even I showed you, for example, that the nurse practitioner, we don't, they don't, they only cover one tenth of her salary, and then Alameda Health System covers the rest. And okay. so there are there are places where we could say we want to do something differently, or um, the we're not getting enough income in the mobile unit bill. It's way off balance, and we would be able to see that because at the end of the year we'll see how many how many patients are insured in mobile and are they filling us back in or is mobile just completely like a 
the lost financial costs. Like, there are lots of things that we can do to determine that. Okay. And we can look at that really specifically. Okay. As for the rest of it, Okay. There are things that, remember, Alameda Health System as a whole, people are looking at the budget and, and preventing overages and doing cost savings. But but our budget is like a cut apart of that. It isn't tied to a, a really strong space. You know, it's like that one-tenth of a person, that one-eighth of a person. Right. There's, there's not a way for that bigger budget in the same way that there is other where we really know it's this money is going towards this thing. If I suddenly, if my, like, so it could be likely that our pharmaceutical costs, we suddenly have a large need for pharmacy, um, we go through them real fast and end up costing us much more. We'd be able to really clearly see that. We might also find out that at, actually our pharmacy is a lot less expensive than we thought it was and we can reallocate those funds someplace else. That's really easy for us to see. But in the non-federal, like, what we kind of take up in this, one-tenth of our ambulatory system. Right. It's really ambulatory care in the other sense, in Alameda Health System Board of Trustees that's paying attention to that. Mm -hmm. You just get the privilege of going, sure, that looks great. Like, okay, that makes sense. Now how do we come, we talked a little bit last month about how do we come up with it, and hopefully you just go, yeah, that it makes sense how you came up with it, and that's what we've allotted. But again, there's no budget line item that will say healthcare for the homeless center, 71.54 FCE cost this month. I can, you know, like I am breaking them down into how many of those are physicians and how many of them are eligibility the PSRs, public uh, patient service representatives, and how many are medical assistants. I do break it up like that, and you see that in a UDS report at the end of the year where those 71 get broken up into these other sections, and so stuff. trying really hard in, in these places then to say, well, how do we make it match? And one of the first places that we go is our contract, where we make it match with the $785,000. Really clear, that money comes in. The other thing that we can really clearly put in is this program income down at the bottom. Program income is specific to, we said that this visit was a healthcare for the homeless center visit, and this was exactly the income that came in this year for it, or this visit from last year, the money finally came in this year, it was this one. It can line up really nicely. This visit, this income, this visit. That's where this program income comes from. That's this Medi-Cal patient, this Medicare patient, this private insurance patient, this non-insured patient, specific program income. Now the rest of it. Well, if I know I have a 785 and I know I have this 5,723,778, I have to come 
come up with the rest. Well, it comes from other federal grants, state, local, other. It comes from these other places. We divide them up into different sections. And those things are, excuse me? They will fluctuate. And they're, we came up with these numbers based on, well, what did we say last year? How did we come up with it last year? Can I just then, if we're increasing by 10%, can I add 10% more from that source to allocate this time? And that's what I do. And so these other things include, um, we get uh, money from, um, for example, from the county from Measure A Plus. So the large chunk of money from, from Measure A comes into Alameda Health System, and we say, well, for the healthcare for the homeless, we're going to say, this much of it came over to us because we needed to cover our budget. Again, it's not a, a, a line item that you're going to be able to look into the whole Alameda Health System budget and find a connection to. This is, we have to submit this to HRSA. We are taking a part of a part of a part. We make it match. We give it to HRSA. And then Alameda Health System, the Board of Trustees and the management and leaders, makes the budget that includes ours some out and say, well, of that big thing, this much represents what we do. And so this much represents what we need to take from you to do what we do, too, through things like Measure A, things through um, other federal programs, um, the whole payment program, and we have Prime, the waiver, there are other ways that How much was it in our overall budget for Alameda Health System? I'll look at that. Okay, it was, it was X amount. And I might start with thinking, well, how much of that went to ambulatory care? Okay, well, then how about 10% of that? Let's see if that covers it. If I took 10% of what went to ambulatory care for that bit of income, okay. And then I just make a match. Push them around if I need to. Because again, it doesn't line up. In the future, there may be, with EPIC, there might be an ability to kind of allocate those dollars more clearly. We might be able to allocate our costs more clearly. There's projections that our system may be able to. But this is what we have to work with right now. We okay? Mm -hmm. Clear? You trust me? <laughs> Catherine doesn't. you would do that prior to 2020 contract with healthcare for the homeless. So the money that you have the authority like to move in that way is really about this contract, the subrecipient, this, this money is really clearly what we know. Now you could say um, through our work and we're learning more about healthcare for the homeless and services here that you don't think there's enough service for people experiencing homelessness. You want something more. You want Alameda Health System to allocate more to do something and you'd, you'd make that case and we'd ask. Oh, okay. 
right? But but you would never move money in the budget. Okay. So but what you could do if you said we're looking at the contract with Alameda County Healthcare for the homeless program, and you said, listen, we can't make this happen without this county. Can you pay for this? We really want this to happen, county. Can you pay for this? Will you put this in our in our grant agreement next year? This is why we need it, and that's the negotiation that you have. You could look at it and say, listen.
this is how much money we used up. Like everything would flow according to those higher volumes of patients that we saw. We're expecting with Epic too that we're going to be able to see this idea of this visit with this patient costs more than that visit with that patient. And we might also see in the next year this idea that our patients experiencing homelessness have a higher cost per visit than those who don't, or not. I mean, we don't know. Assuming that we're able to see this at some point again, we'll have evidence and we'll have something to bring forward and say, look, this is what's happening now. This is a change. We need more. We need to do something about it. We need to allocate resources. We need to make sure that we have Alameda Health System as a whole backing us up on some things that we want to do. Like, for example, if you decided what we really need as a system is to pay for housing for people. We want to invest in housing resources so that patients can move straight from inpatients or into housing. We want nobody to be left unhoused when they leave our walls and they will have permanent housing when they leave because we have made it so. It costs us billions of dollars, but that's what we want. What we want to do. That would be something that you would say, we need, we have to do that. How do we get, how do we do that? sitting on it. I'm, uh, I'm in the next group to get housed. And uh, Kaiser's helping to make that happen? Kaiser and Bax. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to then in some future agenda we'll say, can you please tell us how Kaiser's making this happen? That's what I'm, I'm trying to find out the information from them so that I can bring it here. Mm -hmm. Find out how they're funding that uh, 200 million. So as the co-applicant board, um, it's our responsibility to meet the governance requirements of HRSA. And part of our responsibility is uh, to adopt the annual operating capital budget for Healthcare for the Homeless Center. 
Um, so based on Heather's presentation and our current understanding of the budget, um, can I have a motion I to motion. approve? <laughs> Is it a first and second? It's a first. Yes, and so Derek uh, will make the motion. Make the motion, motion to adopt the budget. To accept. Okay. And then Eric, Eric will second, second the motion. had a question yeah. about um, kind of just as we learn how we you know our role and how we fit into the larger Alameda health system um, I, I was wondering how we actually fit within like the larger Alameda County kind of is it how do we what kind of communication happens between the county and the health system as a whole and are there places where people actually come together or is it like I, just thinking about like housing and health and like there's these different aspects of kind of if we want to actually make progress and I think addressing homelessness in some way I feel like it can't just be healthcare, right um, so how and are we in a way connected and communicating with these other entities um, kind of so that we're not like so siloed or duplicating work or there's actually some collaboration happening. I think that um, feeds into our next month's agenda item pretty nicely, where at least we'll have the Alameda County Healthcare for the Homeless Program talk about what the whole county healthcare for the homeless program looks like that we are a part of. So we can start there, and maybe we can. I can talk to to them. I think they'll have some good ideas then about who might talk about then the next level up, not just healthcare, but then housing yeah. through also likely.
so many things that will be, you know, that are protected, okay. you know, that, that we can categorize as, categorize as being proprietary. So, I mean, it's a di very difficult question to answer just because of the breadth of, you know, how many things can fall within the scope of that and outside of that. So, I mean, and, you know, I'm trying to think of a situation where we may discuss something that I may say, hey, you know, maybe this is not the appropriate form. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. I just want to make sure that if, if, if we have some group here, and I don't say anything that <laughs> that yeah. may, may violate the confidence of, the, of, of our board yeah. so given one of the, the things we talk about. One of the clearest you know, examples that I can give you is you know, there was a discussion about 
patient that we saw. You know, uh, you know things like that. Uh-oh. That you know, jeopardize the privacy of patients. Or, you know, there was some formal discussion that was actually had between this club and the board in closed session. That you know, perhaps it could be you know pending litigation about. You know, we saw a patient at Monday claiming they subsequently filed a lawsuit. I mean, things like that. You know. Okay. But for the most part, discussions that we have here in public, you know, it, yeah, it doesn't to both. Who is, um, what organization is the uh, woman last month? Laura Guzman from uh, oh, yeah. Everyone Home. Oh, yeah. 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 So she kind of presented her there. Maybe it's something that can't think of right now, but maybe like Heather or somebody that's like a little more familiar with uh, the rules or whatever of or scope of what we do that you could perceive as being a possible conflict to be trained in a public court. You know, just like general line items that we can look at and kind of keep mindful of something that we may not need, shouldn't be trained. Shall we call the meeting? Okay. Sure. So we'll adjourn the meeting at 6.35. Six.